This is an explicit podcast. It is an unsafe space where we make jokes about anything, everything, and everyone. So I'm going to need you to assume every single trigger warning. That means if you're very religious or if you're very woke, this podcast is not recommended for you. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, you beautiful fucks, and welcome and welcome to Comedy Podcast. Just fucking right, that's how we do. Bring it back one time for my crew. This shit'll make you laugh, it'll make you cry, it'll make you wonder why till you go cross eyed. Huh? Gotta feel it in your bones. Huh? Gotta feel it in your homes. Gotta scratch that comedy. It's just a comedy podcast, bitch. With that, we'd like to welcome you to the Comedy Podcast. Enjoy the show. And hello, you beautiful fucks. Wahai dan bahaya datang. This is episode number 272 of the Comedy Podcast. Come and tell ya. On Friday, thank God it's fucking Friday. Friday, 25th February, 2022. You doing well? Hmm? Looking forward to the weekend like me? Hell yeah. How was your week so far? Did you slave away in the office, guys? Huh? Working your tits off? Let me tell you who works their tits off. This is Rohana Rosan lady. God damn. Her tits were working overtime. That's right. Allegedly. All right. We, we have yet to hear her side of this slander. It's obviously fake. Because we know... Muslim women don't do this shit. This is defamation, probably. But uh, let, let me talk about this unfortunate story about this wonderful woman, Rohana Rose. And she used to be the CEO of Astro Malaysia, which is a big fucking deal, all right? I grew up watching that shit. Oh my God, those were the days, guys. Let, let, let's reminisce about Astro. I remember the first time I got it. I was like, what is this? And then, because before Astro, you know what? Astro was one of the causes of the colonialism of my mind. Before Astro, I was, because I was watching all these English cartoons, right? Before Astro, I was like a normal Malay kid, I swear. I, I, I was like, I, before, I went to international school and got Astro at the same time. Yeah, suddenly my dad did well for himself. Uh, one day he was just working construction and then suddenly, hey, son, I have money. Your life's not shit anymore. And then I was... <laughs> Before Astro, I, I was a normal Malay kid. I was like, ah, oh, mama, could have... I said, ah, mama, I don't know. It was weird. Um, you know, as a kid, I would call myself Abang in front of my bob. Did you guys do this shit? Abang not KFC. And obviously, you can't blame a fucking five-year-old for calling himself whatever it is because... Probably the fucking, the, the, the parents teach him this shit, right? So like, I was just a normal Malay kid doing normal Malay shit. What do you mean by normal Malay shit, man? I don't know. I was just fucking playing and being lazy and not scoring as well as my Chinese classmates on exams. Too many words, Harith. You got to make the punchlines more punchy. Anyway, so I got Astro. And then to reminisce, man, I, I would watch a lot of... Oh, Spongebob was the shit, definitely. Fairly Odd Parrots. Uh, hey Arnold. Oh, God, that was the shit. All That, remember? Oh, uh, the All That? 
and Amanda, please. What was that about? I think that was all that. Keenan and Cal. Who loves orange soda? Kale loves orange soda. I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. The Rohana Roseanne version might be like, Who loves London apartments? Rohana Roseanne loves London apartments. I do, I do, I do, I do. Um... Uh, I do, I do, I do, I do, which is, which might have been what she was saying while she was working to get that London apartment. But um, anyway, um, I do. Okay. Um, hmm. She doesn't strike me as the kind of person who would yell out Malay words while being fucked. I've yet to come across that, even on X Hamster. Yeah, they do. Um, <laughs> They 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 blaspheme the religion mostly. They just say like Ya Allah and shit. Anyway, um, so uh, yeah, what what else on fucking Astro? Oh, all thanks to Rohana Rosan. Uh, oh, I uh, after a while, I guess I was watching more iCarly. Oh, that was the shit. And I had the biggest fucking crush on Hannah Montana. And then growing up, I had the biggest crush on iCarly's best friend. I think her name's Jeanette McCurdy. Oh my god, that was one hot girl, man. In the show, she was like tomboyish and shit. But I, I, I had a feeling, man, something ain't right here. I don't think that's what she's like. She's just a hot blonde woman. Oh, fuck me. I, I would spend all fucking day watching Astro. You know, kids these days, they're on their phones all the time, right? But me growing up, I would I was just glued to the fucking TV, and I think that's why I I speak speak and think I I just re- combined those two words and said spink, so I used to spink in English, right? And I still do. Oh fuck, Animax! Oh my god, Run my half Yu Yu Hakusho, Dragon Ball, Love Wakey, yeah, oh, and there was this cooking show. Where this guy made bread and I loved it for some reason. I forgot the name of that anime. To be honest, but I used to watch Radba Half because I, I was waiting for the horny stuff to come out. This is me being real, you know. Just sometimes Radma would turn into a girl when you pour either hot or cold water on him. I can't remember. And then the girl come, and then some horny shit happens, and I, that 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 was my prelude prelude into finding fucking hentai. Uh, that was a whole thing. Maybe for another episode. So yeah, thanks to this Rohana Rosan person for uh, for for basically building my childhood. It was quite amazing. Now, what is the alleged story? So I'm gonna quote this uh, the vibes tweet. Fuck, cause fuck news articles, right? Nah, uh, it says just in tweeted 23rd February and 11:09 a.m. by the vibes news at the vibes news on Twitter. Just in. Tim Lesnar's testimony in the US 1MDB trial has turned salacious after he... What the fuck is salacious? I SpongeBob never said salacious. I only know the words SpongeBob said. Tax exemption. So I'm going to look up salacious. Salacious. Having or conveying undue or inappropriate interest in sexual matters. Oh. Undue or inappropriate. <laughs> In the U.S. court, I swear to God, Your Honor, she, the bitch fucking bribed, the bitch fucking blackmailed me. She sucked my dick, and then she was like, "You gotta buy me a fucking apartment." 
in London. Your honor, it wasn't me, it was all. Anyway, uh, salacious after he revealed having an affair with former Astro Malaysia Holdings Bahad CEO Rosanna Rosan. Rohana Rosan, sorry. Didn't mean any disrespect. He said he bought her a 10 million US dollar home in 2013 after she had threatened to expose his involvement with 1MDB. Now remember, this is all just alleged. She's allegedly a gold-digging, backstabbing, back-getting-stabbed with big white cock, allegedly. A blackmailing hoe, allegedly. The Edge Markets. Lesnar says lover blackmailed him into buying 10 million US dollar home. Uh, hold on, reading, reading. The relationship lasted from 2003 to 2013. He told the jury, God damn. Oh, they were having fun rendezvous. I don't think he lived here. So she was probably getting flown over there. And then he was like, hell yeah, let me get some Asian pussy. Or they loved each other. Who fucking knows? I think he ended up leaving her. Oh, here it is. Miss Rosanne was very upset that I was ending our relationship to be with my future wife with Kimora. Kim Lesser testified, referring to his wife, Kimora Lee Simmons. I'm seeing a trend here. He likes a vagina from a certain persuasion. Quote, if I didn't buy her a house, she would tell the authorities about my involvement in the 1MDB scandal. She was threatening to, the, to expose me. At the time, 2013, I was very fearful of that. Why do you want her? What about me? Am I not good enough for you? It's not that you're not good enough, you know. It's just that me and Kimora, you know, she's here all the time and we just got to know each other. And, you know, one thing led to another and then we're falling in love. Fuck you, man. Fuck you. You don't know what you missing. All right. She ain't got nothing on this creme de la creme Malaysian ass. You're breaking my heart, man. I'm so sorry. Fuck you. I'm gonna expose you. What are you talking about, Rosan? What are you talking about, Rohana? I'm gonna tell everyone that you have an Asian fetish. Uh, Ro Rohana, please don't do that. Even though it's very obvious. I don't want anyone to fucking say it. I'm gonna do it. Fine, you know what? For my future wife, Kimora Lee Simmons, I, I understand you go ahead and do that. You're not scared? No. Fuck it. I'm going to tell everyone that you stole money from my people. Oh, no, don't do that. Why anything but that? If you don't want me to tell people... You should stay with me. I can't. I love Kimora Lee Simmons too much. Then buy me a London apartment. Deal. Allegedly, that's how it went down. Allegedly. So, uh, yeah, I'm just waiting to hear from her side. You know, I want her to say something. And uh, I was just Googling this person, yeah? Rohana Rosan. Fucking fascinating woman. There's this astro she did with... Uh, there's... There's this interview she did with Boston Consulting Group, which is this group of people who are like, hey, we're so smart. Pay us billions of ringgit so that we can tell you how to run your business. 
And uh, even though your business is already rich, you should still ask us. So there's this interview and I just want to play this. It's from my phone. Sorry, low production value. That, 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 that. Uh, this music that they put is insufferable. As women, wear many, 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 many labels, right? Sometimes I define myself. I'm a single mother to a 24-year-old. Okay. This was in 2018. So the boy is 26, 27 right now. And he's probably working in... I, I'm guessing he's a consultant somewhere. I bet I'm on the nose. So this fucking boy has to show up to work, right? And again, we don't know if it's true, but in the back of the minds of all his colleagues, they're like, oh, that's the that's the whole sad motherfucker. How do you go to work like that where everyone thinks your mom's a slut? It's weird. It's sad and I feel for the boy. <laughs> Can you imagine he wrote the news? Or he read the news. My mom did what? Oh no. I thought uh, what's his name again? Uh hold on, let me find his name. Fucking is it Tim? Ah, I'm so I'm so annoyed, you know, when you read articles from they, they just love to use the guy's last fucking name. Tim, that's his name. You did what with Uncle Tim? Oh no, you know, that's I I can't the work is fucking awkward now, ma. No one wants to go to lunch with me. Because they know. Everyone knows, but. And then mom's probably like, Boy, how you think you got the job, huh? I'm busting my tits over here. I don't care, but I don't care. Everyone knows. I was in a fucking client meeting and the guy was like, Hey, aren't you Rohana's boy? And then my colleagues are looking like they're going to die from secondhand embarrassment. Aren't you Rohana's boy? Hey, tell her that Mr. Uh, White Big Dickinson said hi. It's fucking awkward. Uncle Tim took me to Disneyland, ma. Why did I go to Disneyland? <laughs> So you could have a London house, boy. Uh, allegedly. So again, we this this is just testimony in court. It's not proven. It could, could all be wrong. I'm going to skip the interview in front a little bit. She said something interesting in this interview. So this is a advice uh, for millennials, all right? People around my age. What are your words of wisdom for millennial women out there? Who really want to be you, have a career like yours? I think they just have to find something they really want to do, they can commit to, um, that's bigger than them, that they're passionate about. <laughs> I think Tim is bigger than her. That they will turn up every day and create value. Um, and I think they need to be extremely honest, more about themselves than about others in a way, because... All right, Miss Rohada, you give advice about being honest. And now please tell us how did you, how was that uh, 10 million US dollar London apartment paid? I'm sure you're innocent, man. Can you, I, I'm begging Miss Rohana Rosan to expose the lies and protect her poor fucking son who has to live with that shit for the rest of his life. You know how boys get when they drink? Huh? If this, if this, 
if this guy was my friend, man, he would not hear the end of this shit. If he was close, a close friend of mine, and let's say we were at a bar in Changkat or something, and there's a white guy that's walking by, be like, hey, it's your uncle, it's your uncle. And he'll be like, fuck you, man. <laughs> and then maybe for his birthday, I'll, I'll be like, hey, bro, I bought you a plane ticket. And then he's like, what? Bro, seriously? Oh, fuck. Where are we going? And I'm like, London. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so those are my useless thoughts on this story. Let's. I, I'm just waiting for more sh- shit to come out. But um, wow, this is this is nice. Uh, I mean, not for her, or this, especially not the son, and especially not for us people who got robbed of a lot of fucking money. But. It's nice that uh, we, we our country is at least somewhat interesting. You know, you watch all these Netflix series of like white people being slutty. The Asian ones are hardly slutty. True or not? True or not? All these Asian romantic stories, they hold their, they, they just touch each other's hands and, and then the whole thing fucking freezes and they're like, <gasps> he touched, he touched her hand. Oh, no. But but like we watch a show of like this this black guy smashing this white girl or a black guy smashing a black uh, a, a white guy and then we're, we're so desensitized to that shit we, we we will watch that shit happening on Netflix and then we'll be like uh, they're not gonna last <laughs> so I don't know what's the point of this I forgot, I've lost my train of thought. Um, yeah, fuck it. Let's just see what happens. Oh yeah, I remember this train of thought. It's nice to see this side of Malaysians coming out, you know. If it's true, it just goes to show, you know, we, we, we're capable of being fucking degenerate human beings. And in, in some ways, I'm like, I'm glad it's coming out. All right. We're not just a bunch of innocent hijab wearing fucks. Some of us are, but even those... Even those hijab wearing fucks, they get this, they get down to some shit, all right? They get down. X hamster proves it. Type away Melayu on X hamster and you'll see what I mean. Just hijabs everywhere. Hijabs fucking everywhere. All the hijabs you see walking around, you know, your KLCC, yeah? Just understand that many of those hijabs are cum stained. All right, that was a weird sentence. Um... Hey, it's time for some podcast, love. Hey, you beautiful fucks. Did you enjoy today's episode so far? If you did, thank you so much for hanging out. Would you like to help me grow? The best way you can do that is to recommend this podcast to your friends. Take a screenshot of this episode right here. Upload it to your Instagram story. You can tag me at the comedy podcast underscore. While you are there, feel free to ask me any listening questions you might have. I take any and all questions. Ask me a question. Ask me a question. Ask me a question. If you would like to help support me financially, I do accept tips in Bitcoin. I might start a Patreon at some point. I don't fucking know. But for now, my Bitcoin wallet address is there in the description. You can buy Bitcoin and send me there if you want. Appreciate that. Also, if you are going to buy Bitcoin, consider using this app called Luno. Fantastic service. I use it myself. Highly recommend it. This podcast is not sponsored by Luno, but while you, uh, but if you want to buy some Bitcoin, you can go ahead and download Luno. Use my Luno invite code, which is in the description. 
If you use that code, we both get 25 ringgit worth of Bitcoin. Is it going to go to a million dollars? Is it going to go to zero dollars? I don't fucking know. This is not financial advice. Seek your own advice. Do your own research. Uh, but if you want to support me, go ahead and buy Bitcoin with that referral code. All right, that's the end of the podcast, love. And now back to the episode. I love that Miss Rohana Rosan allegedly asked Uncle Tim to buy her a London house. You know, I think a lot of Malaysians have a boner for the United Kingdom. Oh, aku kat UK, aku kat London. Aku makan lodure. Aku minum kopi Costa. They love that shit. They fucking love London. And to some extent, I understand. But... And, and I'm not going to shit on you for loving London. London can be very nice, all right? Depending on your personalities and all that. But in but London and me, we don't fucking gel. I have so many horror stories from my time in the UK and in London. So I wanted to spend the rest of this episode talking about some of my horror stories in the UK. It's... Just they're just some of the reasons why I never thought about working there or or something. But but let me be clear: it's not like I could get a job there anyway. It's fucking hard. But um, let's pretend I was good enough. I I don't think I choose to work there. Hold on. So I'm doing this because there's a, a listener request. I've heard some fucked up shit stories. From my friends who spent time in the UK, alcohol, drugs, sex, etc. I wonder if Ed Harith Akbar has some spicy stories from back in the day. Oh, hell yeah, I do. Hell yeah, spicy. Uh, oh, this was from my Discord channel, by the way, guys. If you want to join that, you can uh, DM me on Instagram to request for the, the join link. All right. First fucked up story I heard, uh, that I witnessed. All right. So I was working promoting this nightclub. And that's just a that's just a glamorous way of saying I handed out flyers and shit. But I was doing that, and uh, in front of the club there was a group of ten black guys. All right, they were trying to get in the club. Let us in, yeah. We want a party. And then the the bouncer, which was a white guy, you could see where this is going. The white guy says, "Yeah, you lot can't go in in it." Something like that. I'm very bad at the British slang. No, you lot can't go in. It ain't safe. And then he's like, what are you talking about? We, we just want a party, mate. And then the the the, the white bouncer said, no, you, you lot aren't getting in. It ain't safe. I can't control you if shit goes down. And then the the it started a whole fucking scene where the black guys were like, this guy's racist. This Q club's... Oh, I, I said the name of the club. Kill clubs racist. And then it became a thing. There was a crowd forming and then the manager came and he was defending the fucking bouncer, the white manager, by the way. No, we are not racist. This, we're not racist. It's just, it's not safe. We don't know what's going to happen if you guys, if you guys all gang up on us, we, we don't have enough bounces. And then the black guy's like, well, why are you lost saying, well, what are we going to do? What are we going to do in there? This part's true. What are we going to... Everything's true. What are we going to do in there? Just because we're black, you think we're going to cause trouble, in it? And then, and then it became a whole thing. And then the one guy threw... It came from nowhere, but a guy threw a shoe from the bouncer... Uh, at the bouncer. 
I didn't see the guy throw it. I just saw the shoe. So the the crowd became bigger because people were getting madder and madder. The police came and then fucking tackled all the black people on the ground and it was it was it was horrifying but when i saw that you know i was thinking this is not racist this is just the bouncer and the management making a smart decision because it was it was a smallish club and if these guys got rowdy you know who knows what the fuck happened but i just this, i just remember this guy being on the ground being handcuffed Restrained somehow I can't remember if it was handcuffed But he was being restrained And just screaming You're not racist You're not racist This is racist I thought There's different times man And then At the end of the night At the meeting The meeting And they were just Talking about what happened And then And then I, I remember saying Yeah I think you guys did the right thing uh, who knows? Like, if if that group came together and caused some shit, we I don't think you could like subdue them. And then he said, "Yeah, you know how black guys are." Fuck. Oh, that that did feel good seeing that. That was that was like a clue for me. You know, like I am not welcome here. I'm not black, but you know, I'm not one of them. So that was that was one of the first things. Here's a fun fact about UK. The four years I spent over there, in fact, I spent one year in London. The one year I spent in London, I saw more crime there than in 22 years of my entire life in in Malaysia. So much fucking crime, so much blood. Here's some stories. Uh, there was once, uh, I was just walking down the road and I saw a brown guy, something like me, probably Pakistani. Pakistani? And he, and he was really fat and he was running. And then I heard him go, hey, stop, stop, hey, stop. And then in front of him, I looked ahead. There was a guy on a bicycle. He was a black guy, but that that doesn't change the story at all. It just hap- I'm just describing the guy, all right? He probably tried to get in Q Club. Anyway, he was just on a bicycle riding away fucking fast. If I had to guess, he stole his phone while he was, while the Pakistani guy was using his phone, that happens a lot. It happened to my Malaysian friend. My Malaysian friend was just walking around holding her phone, and then a guy on a bicycle rode over and took, took up, just snatched her phone and fucking cycled away. It was, it was quite, quite surprising. You know, I thought this was a developed country or some shit. I thought everyone had money, though. No. I saw so many poor people in. Okay, way more homeless. I know if you go to Pataling Street around that area, you see a lot of homeless people. But in UK, it's fucking everywhere. All the cities in, in Malaysia, you see homeless people, but it's confined to a few places, right? UK is just full of beggars, full of people who are just drunk all the time on the side of the road going, oh, it's pet change, sir. It's, it's very... It's very unsettling, uncomfortable, the 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 poverty that was around. And that that's just the milder crimes that I saw, guys. I saw some really bloody shit. There was one time, uh, I didn't see it happen, but there was this woman crying in front of her. Was it Morrison's? It was a, a grocery store, okay? She had blood all over her face, just wailing, going, ah! And then there was glass all over the fucking floor, guys. All right? I'm guessing someone smashed a bottle on her head. 
people were just walking by like nothing happened. And to be fair, I did that too. I'm just like, I don't know what the, what the fuck am I going to do? What, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to go up to her and be like, ma'am, are you okay? Get the fuck away from me, brownie. I mean, it's probably unreasonable for me to think that, but I had that thought more or less. Um, but, but I saw that it was quite, it was quite scary to see. She she wasn't a homeless looking bitch either. She had normal clothes on, just fucking crying in the middle of the high street. I saw homeless people fight in that same Morrison's. Maybe it's a Morrison's thing. I'm not sure, but. Uh, I don't know if they're homeless, but the, the clothes they were wearing were a bit raggedy and then the police had to tackle them down. Lots of fighting, guys. I saw I saw and heard of many fights. You know, uni kids getting tackled to the ground. The police there just love restraining you on the floor with your face all smashed up on the concrete. You don't really see that in Malaysia, but in UK all the fucking time. I remember people being fucking promiscuous too, guys. Just fucking everything. There was this one housemate I had who had who had started a sexual relationship with this fucking gorgeous Dubaian woman. All right? She was fucking beautiful. You know how I feel about the Middle East, but this woman was just... And she was cool chick, man. She liked Chris Brown's music, not Chris Brown, but she liked the Migos and all that. And I, I vibed with her, man. She was a cool chick. I don't think she would have fucked me if I'm honest. You know how the Dubaians are. She might think I look a bit Billy Bino for her taste. But she was fucking this guy, this really handsome, tall white guy who was in my house, which was fine. And he could not afford a London apartment from what I could ascertain. But who knows? You shouldn't judge people like that. Uh okay, so he started a a, a sexual relationship with this Dubaian princess-looking woman who one day has to fuck probably a Dubaian guy and pretend it's her first time fucking that Arab dick when she probably had my friend Charlie's giant white cock before. Poor Dubaian guy. I hope you don't lie to her, girl. <laughs> you did what? Anyway. Um, so basically, like for me, you know, this, this, these Middle Eastern girls, man, any conservative country, when you're fucking them, like, I think it's kind of understood that you're only fucking them, right? Is that fair or unfair? I know a lot of you are going to say, no, man, if they did explicitly say it was monogamous, then it's not monogamous. I get that point of view, but at the same time, you know, and this applies to a lot of Malaysian girls, all right? Listen, listen, if you're fucking a Malaysian girl who hasn't, who didn't go to international school, because international school kids are all sluts in general. If she didn't go to international school, just assume that you're monogamous or else you're gonna you're gonna break her heart or something, or, or break his heart. You you either if you don't talk about it, then make that assumption. So so talk about it. Talk about it. Be like, can I fuck other girls too? And she'd be like, oh, no. Con lan firm. So general rule, obviously. Uh, when in doubt, just talk about it, I guess. Let me get back to this story, this Charlie story. I don't mind saying his name because every, out of every three boys, English boys, one of them is called fucking Charlie. Uh, so, yeah, he he started this shit with her and then I, he, I, I went out with him, right? To like Q Club and all that. <laughs> uh, and I would see him make out with the most 
and I'm sorry, I'm gonna sound horrible, but the most ugly looking women ever. And I asked him, "Hey Charlie, do you like plus size girls?" And then he's like, and then he said, "No, they're disgusting. I don't like that." But he he would say that, but he would make out with so many plus size women. I saw him grabbing the back fat of this plus size woman in a random bar in in Reading, the the city where I went to uni. Just fuck. and then he fucked my plus size roommate, uh, housemate. And all this while being with this very beautiful Arab woman, and I'm not trying to judge him. I'm really not, but I'm fucking judging him. Right? <laughs> and then this was just one story, guys. This is one example of the sluttiness that I saw. Now I'm all for sluttiness, but there's a limit, you know. There's a fucking limit. There's a. It borders on the nonsensical. Let me give you another example of how slutty some some of these people are. There's there's this one guy who who there was an American exchange student who came and he started a relate a full on relationship with this girl. Okay, the British guy, American girl, and then uh, one of them cheated, I guess, and had chlamydia. And then uh, the girl had... Oh, the girl did it. The girl gave him chlamydia, all right? But then she went to the doctor and got healed of the chlamydia. But he still had the chlamydia. She didn't tell him. So then they fucked again and then he gave her back the chlamydia. And then he got tested. He cured himself of the chlamydia but he didn't tell her about the chlamydia. So... After he was healed from the chlamydia, she gave him back the chlamydia. It was a ping pong of fucking slutty, nasty ass chlamydia. And it was just so stupid and nonsensical and slutty. These guys can't fucking wait, right? To finish taking the pills to like... <sighs> squirt chlamydia juice into each other. It's fucking gross. There's a line of sluttiness that I like people, alright? Now, here's the worst thing that I saw while I was in the UK. I was just walking around London and I saw the Queen. I saw the Queen of England injecting AIDS into black babies. How did I know it was AIDS? This is, this is how. I walked up to the booth and then I saw the syringes. It had a label on them. It said, possibly AIDS. Apparently, it was part of a charity that wanted to help quicken the end of the black babies' miserable lives. Which is appalling. It reminded me of the whole Q Club thing. It made me very sad. So I told you a few stories today. Uh, one of them was fake. Uh, just one. So if you were a betting man, I think it would be smart to bet on the Rohana Rosan story. That was probably fucking fake. All right, so let's see what happens. But yeah, they're, 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 those are my thoughts about the UK. Not the best place to live. It's fucking cold, guys. The cold fucking hurts. I'd rather have sweaty balls any day. All right, guys, that's my time. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I'm wishing you a wonderful week ahead. I'll speak to ya whenever. Bye bye.